Alright team, let's do it! Precision. Rankings. Design. Sight. All part of the winning formula in the fight to become Band of the Year. We keep it moving because it ain't no stopping. Championship should be decided on the field. Make some noise. There'll be some high step in here. If you haven't seen him before, you're in for a treat. Ladies and gentlemen, behold. This fall, halftime shows take on a whole new meaning. As HBCU bands throughout the country battle for an opportunity to showcase their excellence at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Each week, fans will be ranked based on top performances, accuracy, and swagger. Fans will be judged on showmanship, musicianship, and technique. By the toughest judges in the world of college bands, four bands, top two from the divisions one and two, will earn the right to face off in Atlanta, where a national championship will be crowned. The Band of the Year, presented by ESPN Events. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's the OMG Strike Zone post game. Fresh off that beatdown that I told you was going to happen in Miami Gardens at Hard Rock Stadium. Calvin Rosen, I'm Brian Fulford, Marcus Green. Any lies told? Any lies told, Marcus? Any lies told? None whatsoever. Calvin is going to eat his shit because he's trying to tell people. Is that popcorn? It's, it's, it's the closest thing. It's, it's, what's it? Funny. Fun. What? The first three letters is what? Fun. It was fun whooping that. That's exactly what it was. 28 to 10. That was the final score, right? 28 to 10. <laughs> final score. Brian, it should have been. It, that shouldn't have been the final score, but we'll, hey, we'll talk about that later. Hey, winner, winner, chicken dinner for your boy on the money line. The parlay on the plus four and the under oh, of the total. I'm driving back to Orlando feeling good. <laughs> I ain't felt this good in a long time. Boy. I'm telling you what. Woo. Woo. I, you don't understand. Hey, we got some 
I mean, it, it was it was great. I mean, uh, we got a lot to chew on. Uh, a great time. Yes, to, to, essentially, yes, to get the monkey off our back. 730 days of listening to Jackson State folks talk they ish. No more. Done. Done. No more. How many years we, we ain't beat him? How many years we haven't beat him in, Marcus? What was the number that was going around? 20, 20 years. 20 years. Boy, look, they lucky it was only 28 to 10. They yeah. should be, they should be sending. They should be sending the gift notes to to a, to a few guys for the, for the fact that it wasn't more than twenty eight to ten. And you had a twenty one zero lead at the end of the first quarter, twenty eight zero at the half. All right, we're gonna get into this ball game: the good, the bad, the ugly. But uh, let's uh, before we get into the good, bad, and ugly. Uh wanna wanna thank everybody for jumping in on uh YouTube, Facebook. If you're watching on Twitter, go over, hit the uh hit the thumbs up, hit the like button wherever you are. Um, you know, feel free to this is you know, hit if you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit that super chats, you know, whatever you want to donate. What we win by 18, 18, you can put 18, you can put 28. <laughs> Whatever you want to give, you can get two dollars. I don't care, y'all. We we working hard today. We are working hard, boy. The, the boys are here working. I've been up driving since five this morning. I still got energy. I don't know. I don't know, but you still got some energy, Kel? Yes, sir. So yeah, I appreciate all of you guys uh, for jumping in. Uh, we're gonna talk about it all. Uh, give a few shout outs to some people who already jumped in. Yeah, Tim. Camera T, yes, hashtag BJSU. You know, Jackson State folks like to throw at 59-3. They just like to jump in the chats, and all they do is just put 59-3. What, what are hey, we doing? Do you see any of them? I'm just saying, no, 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 you're not going to see any of them today. Ain't, ain't none of them on the chat? No. Well, we'll see. I'm going I'm to scroll through. I'm going to see if we see any in the chat. They ain't on Facebook neither. No, they definitely not on Facebook. Melissa Wilson, shout out. Hey. And we ain't going to talk about how D.I. Love Smooth just talked all that trash pregame show. Slid on and, out the and, door. And slid on out the door. Ain't tell, ain't tell the boys by nothing. By no good game. Just quietly slid on out the elevator and out the building. D.I. Love better than that. And you know, that, that's, how they, that's how it was. That's how it was. Yes, exactly. All you guys, thank you for coming in, checking us out. Uh, oh, man. Um, Marcus, you had a good view from uh, you. You didn't. Have, you weren't interrupted at all by by Spectrum or anything like like that. Were you? No, no. Good. Yeah, I had a great view. Great view. Um, just general. Let's go with let's go with emotions. Let's let's start there because I think we got we got to talk about that. I mean, I I know. I'm an emotional person. I'm our emotions or the team's emotion. No, we hey, let's go ours. Let's 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 go ours because I think we all feel the we all feel what Raptor Nation feels. So let let's 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 talk about our emotions because I think a lot of people are gonna have similar emotions. 
So let's start with you, uh, Marcus. Your yeah. feelings and emotions Just, right now. I guess to encapsulate it, well, I get, uh, I'm pleased. There's some things that we need to work on, but this is one more roadblock we got past. And I guess one thing that's simple, you know, I came downstairs and turned on the TV and I was watching the pregame. And my wife was upstairs doing something in the kitchen. So, you know, in the kickoff, I was yelling and screaming. She came running down the stairs like, what's, she knew I was watching the game. She just wanted to see what was going on. Because she knows when I yell, I'm either yelling like, you better do that, you know, or, you know, so it's one or the other. And so she could tell what the play, that whether it's good or bad, based on what I say. And so she came downstairs and was like, what happens? It's like, we ran the opening kickoff back. It's on, baby. So I knew right then. And then when we got up, you know, so I'm pleased, but not satisfied. We got 10 hey. more games to go. No, we got 12 more games to go. Kelvin will tell you, I tried recording. I should post it. I tried recording the opening kickoff, right? I'm I'm there, and I'm recording it on the phone. And I think when Marcus Riley hit the 50, I I grabbed, I almost put Kelvin he, in the toehold. He hit 52. I hit the 50. <laughs> I, I had to remember we were in the press box because I almost jumped up and said, I almost touched. I had, to, I had to contain myself. I almost put Kelvin in the chokehold. Uh, I was so excited. And I'm watching it run, and, I, and all you saw was the camera do this. <laughs> I, literally, because I had it, and then all, I forgot I was even recording. I didn't know Brian could move that fast. They want to move. Hey. hey I, General Hunt is my spirit animal. That's all I'm going to say, dog. General Hunt is my spirit animal. Him and Cardell Thomas, dog. The big fellas. The big fellas. Uh, that, those, those two are my spirit animals. If I can find a way to go get a Gentle Hunt and uh, Cardell Thomas jersey, that's what I'd be rocking. Uh, whoo! Uh, so, uh, uh, Kelvin, your emotions. You know my emotions. I'm putting them out here. So you know how I'm feeling. Uh, what are your emotions? Glad we got the W. I expected the W. I think the team showed their potential. Mm-hmm. This team can be dominant. This can be a Billy Joe team. Yeah. But we also have to acknowledge what we're not. And I think uh, the one thing that, that I, I think that was obvious today, we need to use the run to set up the pass. We are we're less than 50% uh, at, well, we're at 50% at halftime in terms of passing. Uh, both uh, Terrell Jennings and um, Yance were 6.8 and 6.3 yards per carry. So I think we have a formula. We have a formula where we can pound and and um, then go over the top. And we just we, – we still need that percentage, that completion percentage because we missed – Riley dropped the touchdown pass and then Musa missed two, two passes. But – Thankful for the win, but wanted more. That's 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 my feeling after this. Thankful for the win, but want so much more. I want us to see us reach our potential. Well, and, and you know, I, I get wanting more, especially when you get with what well, at one point it was 21 to nothing, and I looked up and it was five minutes left on the clock, and I'm sitting there like, wow, there's still five minutes on the clock. First quarter. <laughs> First quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happens when 
the opening kickoff of the season. I mean, I, I tweeted this out, Marcus. Try to think about the number of times that your season kicks off with a 96-yard kickoff return touchdown. That's historic. I, I, I mentioned something about that to Marcus Riley in the postgame presser, and I know Josh Padilla is going to be searching for it all week, but I don't think it's out there. I think this was a FAMU first, uh, that the opening play of the season, not the first offensive possession, which is pretty nice, but I'm talking the opening kickoff of the 2023 season goes return for a touchdown. Marcus Riley will that 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 moment will forever be cemented in the in the history books of Florida AM University. And I mean, we can project out and think about how great we want this season to be, but imagine that's the start of the season. It's if it ends the way we want it to end, that's how it started. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not staying at home. Oops, <laughs> damn, oh, hell no, not staying at home. I'm sorry. You, you know, I'll be is humble. Be a sarcastic font. I'm not sure who who that is, but I don't know. El, home, El hombre negro. I don't know. I don't know, but I love the name though. Um. Kelvin's <laughs> just gonna eat his funyuns. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, wow. We, we're gonna get into. Uh, let, let's start. Okay. Let's first off. Let's go through the statistics. Let Let's kind of remind everybody. We got the uh, game report. We're gonna just kind of go through the total team numbers. FAMU and Jackson State. So, for those of you who may not know or have the numbers in total. Uh, we'll do that. Uh, and, uh, okay, so total first downs. Uh, FAMU 18 to 17 first downs total. Now, of the 18 first downs for FAMU, hmm. 13 were rushing, five passing. Uh, for Jackson State, it was uh, 10 passing, seven rushing. The net yards rushing. I thought this was this was huge. We rushed the ball at net for 207 yards on 40 attempts. That's a 5.2 average with one rushing touchdown. Jackson State rushed 72 net yards on 32 carries. That's a 2.2 average. All right. Um when you go into and so basically how now net is total, you know, basically is determined by so they basically take your yards gained rushing minus the yards loss. Um fam, you actually rushed for 224 yards, but they lost 17. Jackson State rushed for 135, but lost 63 yards. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, I think some of that comes on sacks. Uh -huh. Yeah, some of that comes yeah. on sacks and and uh, if you scan down here, when we get to the number of sacks, you may see that number. But also, there's just tackles for loss as well. All right. Net yards passing. FAMU had 150 net yards passing on 12, 12 of 22, 12 completions, 22 attempts. That's a 6.8 average. Um, 
That's the average per attempt. The average per completion, 12.5. For Jackson State, they hit two quarterbacks. Uh, net yards passing, 231. 20 completions on 34 attempts in total. 6.8 average per attempt, 11.6 per completion. Uh, Fam, you had two passing touchdowns. Jeremy Musa did all the passing for Fam. Uh, Jackson had uh, one passing touchdown. Total offense, uh, 357 for FAMU, 62 plays run. For Jackson, it was 303 on 66 yards run. Uh, the average game per play for FAMU was 5.8. For Jackson, 4.6. Uh, fumbles, uh, we had no fumbles. Jackson State had three of them, lost two. And then penalty yards. Uh, penalty yards, FAMU committed six penalties for 50. And Jackson State, four for 30. So I'll, I'll stop there on just the offensive numbers. We'll do the miscellaneous level. Uh, any takeaways from the from the total numbers there? Uh, I was just running some numbers, too. It looks – now, we talked about this in the pregame. I mean, not the pregame, the uh, our season preview in terms of the percentage, in terms of the run pass percentage. And surprisingly enough, I mean, it's like 36%. If we have 61, 62 total plays and 22 of them were passes. So that means we're passing at a 60, 36% rate. And so our, we chose to run the ball 64. So it's almost a, Two to two, two to uh, three. Two to yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. So two thirds of the time we ran the ball basically. Yeah. Which when you watch the game, you know, it kind of plays out. It just didn't seem like it because the tendency, I guess, is to focus on the plays that we missed. And it seemed like there were a couple big plays that we missed that would have ballooned the score even more. And also the six for fifty yards. The number of penalties, I mean, the six is like, oh, come on, six accepted penalties. But they were key penalties because I believe, and I'd have to look back at the play-by-play. Yeah, one of them negated a touchdown. And no, one of them negated a touchdown to Jamari Sharif because he had that little screen. Even though Coach Simmons and uh, Coach Carter didn't seem to agree with that one. Yes. Because Coach, Coach Simmons sprinted down the field, and he, I, I was like, where is he going? Because he was right behind the, the the receiver who had broke it, and he went straight to he was chasing what he was doing. He was chasing that ref because <laughs> he threw the flag early. And, and the other thing is, I thought we had there was one drive. I can't remember which one it was, and it may have been our first offensive drive. I think we may have eventually scored, but there was one where we put ourselves behind the chain, and it may have been another holding call by um, Pruitt. We had like a first and 20 or first and 25 when we were making progress. So we had some untimely penalties. And, you know, we got to mistaken, up. If I'm not mistaken, while we're talking about penalties, I don't think we committed any penalty in the first quarter. And our first penalty didn't come until I think I wrote it down like uh, the 12 minute mark of the second quarter. Hmm. Well, that's so, good. But I mean, we we're playing a clean game. A good start. I mean, how, I mean, look. That that was my uh my um pick in terms of a uh, uh bold prediction that we would get off to a quick start. I said fourteen points in the first quarter, but we we did twenty one. 
and not because we played a clean first quarter. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'll say is um, we know that the strength of this team is our defense, and the numbers kind of bear that out. Uh, Jackson State was only 2 of 14 on third down conversions. Mm. I mean, we, we were we were pretty dominant for the most part. They hit a couple of passes, one which was a clear push-off, the first one. Uh, but, it, you know, all in all, we late, you know, we had four sacks. We had what three turnovers on defense. So, you know, especially the, the field goal, I mean, the, the, the return units and the defense pretty much controlled this game for us. Yeah. Um, I love the fact we were talking about that run percentage of two to three. I just love the fact that when we are in our first offensive drive, we ran the ball four consecutive plays. Calvin Dean started. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, looking at the uh, the, the plays uh, from the shotgun formation. Actually, in uh, those first three, actually, it was the first three plays were run. Kelvin Dean uh, rushed for it says no game because we actually started on a first and five, thanks to a penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so second play was a four-yard run, got a first down, excuse me, no, created a third and one. Then we pick up a first down again. So, I mean, quickly, you know, we ran the ball three consecutive times. Then two plays later, Musa hits uh, Nicholas Dixon for 13 yards for a first down. Um, and then we went right back to the rush with Jamari A. Sharid picking up 10 yards in a first down. And it put us right in the – and at this point, we're driving into Jackson territory. <clears throat> so we're in the red zone. And then, of course, the first offensive touchdown of the game comes on a uh, Musa pass to Devontae uh, to, uh, Davis. Davis for uh, 18 yards. And that's the first mm-hmm. – Now, first. can I make a quick comment? And I don't – it may have been this drive because I think that was the drive after – um, the JSU quarterback fumble, or that Alan Smith caused him to fumble. There, I want to say the first play or second play. I think it was this drive. Musa was under center, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I noticed that because typically we're running, we're always running shotgun or pistol. And one of those plays when we first got down there, early in the game, it was in the first quarter when we were starting to build that lead. He actually got under center, and I'm hoping to see a little bit more of that. Yeah, You'd have to look back at the replay, but I knew it must have been on the um, on the pass to Nicholas Dixon because on the uh, on the uh, play sheet they do have the shotguns and the and the huddle no huddles all called. So yeah, he had a couple. Of, he, he actually had a a completion to Dixon under center, and then he had the uh, the uh, toss or the uh, it, it would have been a toss to Sharid. Um, for 10 that too was under center so i mean look i I thought the i thought the formations were were nice in the first i saw two tight end sets on that opening drive at an h back uh i I remember one time we had uh we had a we had a lineman at fullback on the goal line Mm -hmm. and then i tell you my favorite thing was that last drive that took the rest of the time off the clock after we got the fumble. 
I, I said to Brian, one of the things that we had been talking about, I have been harping on, was we need to be able to, to inject our will on our opponent. And, and when we need to run the ball, and they know we run it, we still need to be able to run it. And that's exactly what we did. We took time off the clock and um, drove it all the way down to the goal line. Wanted to finish it off with a touchdown as an exclamation point. But at the end of the day, um, there's a lot with what we saw today that bodes well moving forward. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it in the in our preseason in our preseason show. Are we going to see more of the 2021? offensive play calling where it was balanced and we leaned on the run game and didn't necessarily try to you know be air you know air uh air musa not that it's all bad but it it just it proves out oh we've got studs back there we've got a four-headed monster you know when you include because the will hoyt got some spot duty in there too and got picked up some good yards so you got to lean on them. Don't, you know, we don't have to wing it out and put your quarterback in harm's way unnecessarily. Right. Um, while we're, while we're talking about the good right now, we talk about the good of the rushing attack, the three headed, well, you call it the four headed monster, <laughs> but uh, um, it, it definitely was at least a three headed monster on full display, especially in the, uh, the, the the rotation of drives. I mean, you saw uh, Dean. Dean started, mm-hmm. then Jennings had the second series, then Yant had the third series, and then it just kind of went, you know, like that for a minute. And what was interesting by the second half, you know, just looking at the stats, Yant and Jennings were the ones uh, who really had the numbers. I mean, Kelvin Dean, nine carries for 37 yards. That's a 4.1 average. Then you had Jacquez Yant, who had 11 touches, 72 yards, along with 16, uh, 19. The long was 19 yards for Yant, 6.5 per carry average. Then Terrell Jennings, which remember what I said in the pregame about Terrell Jennings, right? On his way to moving into the top 20 in all-time career rushing yardage at FAMU. And that was just if he hit his average. His average per game is like 33. Terrell Jennings, 11 carries, 79 yards, 75 net uh, for nine. That's a 6.8 average. His long run was 19 yards. So, I mean, the combination of Jennings and Yant and then Dean, and then, like I said, Leland Wilhoyt, you brought up, uh, three carries for uh, net eight yards. And then, of course, Jamari Sharid had a 10-yard run in there as well. Uh, even Jeremy Musa had a good run. I mean, he mm-hmm. he had three rushes for net 11. His long was a 15-yard run, which right I mean, first no, down. Yeah, got a first down, key first down. Yeah, that was big. So <clears throat> that's, um, that, that's uh, <laughs> just impressive what we did running running the ball. So congrats to, you know, the Tote Gang and Coach Simmons for recognizing the advantage that we had and uh, taking advantage of it. Staying committed. Staying committed. Keep yes. staying committed to the run. And we, for the most part, we stay committed to it. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, with the 60, you know, 36 to 64 run percentage, you know, that's that's pretty committed. And when we get to the, well, I don't want to spoil it, but I think we could have run even a little more. Hey, and let, let's be, let's be, let's be clear. You know, it wasn't, you know, see this, this, we, we appreciate, <coughs> we appreciate JSU folks wanting to come in, not hide. We appreciate you. Slack 25. Okay. But this, won't be, another tolerated. this yeah. won't be tolerated because it wasn't 21 points off senseless turnovers. Miss uh, uh, Regina. Black no, man. it was how many points off of turnovers was it? Oh, when today was twenty one point four turnovers. They, they had three turnovers. Um, what's fourteen? The fumble. The fumble. Yeah, the, the fumble they had seven. The seven. The official stats: points off turnovers. Seven. Seven. That's just straight but, butt whooping. But but I mean, our defense line. The other good was our defense line was whooping. They always line to death. we were giving them fits. They could not block us. You know, they, they most effective play ended up being that quarterback uh when they changed quarterback, that quarterback draw in the uh yeah, second man, half. Yeah. Uh yeah, we'll we'll get into talking about that in a minute. Let's go, let's keep with the good. Let, let's go with another. What's another good uh from this contest? Uh Kelvin, what you got? Well, the only other good, man, is that we're one and oh in swag east. Oh come on! You're you're being you're <laughs> no. Being, that's good. You're being modest. Yeah. Okay, we're, that's great. We're, we're that's one, one and on the swag east. We got a leg up. And if you look at the rest of the swag, boy, we we control our own destiny, which is all you can you can um hope for. Mm. So that's 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 the good for me. Mm. It's tough man to please. He's waiting on the other two segments, Marcus. What's up? <laughs> I, I, I am. He's, he's waiting. I'm waiting on the bad news. I know he is. I know he is. He's just going to eat his funyuns and, and talk and then wait on the rest of it. Uh, what else, what what do you have, Marcus? What else was good for you? Uh, and kind of echo the point that um, super fan Kenya mentioned, the rotation. I mean, they're showing off the depth today. I mean, Trevante Davis, if I recall, he was doing well in spring practice 2022, and I think he had an arm injury or something that kept him out last year. So I don't know if we saw much of him, if any of him, last year, and he caught our first offensive touchdown. You saw Nick Dixon get in, make a couple plays, have a couple balls go his way. And as yet, I mean, he was, you know, way, way down on the depth chart last year when we had X-Man and other folks. So he was making a contribution. You saw Jamari Gassett get in there, even though I think they might have tried to force it a little much to him. But you saw the depth of the wide receivers in terms of the different skill sets and the rotation that we have in there in terms of the people we can just run out there. And I think even though it wasn't as hot as it was last year, having that level of depth with no drop-off, I mean, that in and of itself can win you a game because you're just pounding and pounding and pounding. you either running somebody, you know, uh, trying to catch up with somebody. You're blocking somebody. It's like, dang, they got another dude, and you got to stand back there and protect their quarterback. So there's just – I think the depth was showed off today in terms of and pretty much all the positions, the ones that we had rotations in. Musa was probably the most – he was the only one that was in that quarterback, but other than that, we showed off a deep rotation of just about every position. 
So to me, that's good and get some playing time and some experience because we're going to need it. It's a long season. Uh, I'll I'll go with some good here from the special teams returners. I mean, obviously the the Marcus Riley kickoff return of ninety six yards, but he also had uh, another return of uh, ninety six miles. Let me see, that's uh, twenty four yards. He finished with uh, two returns for one hundred and twenty yards on the kickoff returns. And how about Jamari Sharid? You know what was killing me in our press box. You know, God bless the guy who has to do the in-house media, but he could not get Jamarie Sharid's right. I think he heard every version of Jamarie Sharid's name. We even heard the past tense. She read uh, Jim, 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 Michael J. I don't know what. We heard all kinds of stuff in the box. And, yeah, he butchered it. And the whole time, we were just – The whole game. The whole game. And it was just like Jamarie Sharid. You know, God bless Josh Padilla, who they go out of their way to put these name pronunciations on FanUAthletics.com so that people can actually hear the name uh, from the guys themselves. You know, anyway, uh, speaking of Sharid, he had three punt returns, total 95 yards. The long was 50. Uh, That one almost became a touchdown. I think he took a bad angle personally. Uh, and, and poor, 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 uh, poor Griffey. Uh, uh, oh, that's the one where he tried to block some dude that's like outweighing yeah. him by 400 pounds. Yeah, Griffey, yes. got, Griffey got caught being a being a uh, he, he, a a cone. he, he did a, 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 a shadow block. That's what you do, you see, try to seal the guy away because well, I mean, wasn't nothing else he could do. That dude was like six five, probably about 350. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if Shereen had cut towards the inside, if he had slowed up, slowed up, and, and just and, cut, and that and guy could move back to the center field. Yeah, that, that yeah that's what I was thinking move. too. That he guy was going to move his he hips. Too thought he could have got past him, but he was just too bulky. He just like pushed uh, Tevin Griffey into his way to get Shereen out of bounds. But yeah, if he would have cut back or slowed up, don't know if it was momentum. It was carrying him too fast. To cut back to the inside, but yeah, he almost broke at least two or three because there was that one, and there was another one where he jumped over. He had to, I think, his own person. I think it was a punt return before that. All right, we did enough good. Uh, <laughs> hey, we got to win. We keep the focus. Come on now, focus here. Uh, all purpose, just to mention, Jamari Sharid, uh, 195 all purpose yards, 10 rushing, 90 receiving, 95 on punt returns. Uh, let me make mention of the defensive guys here while we're while we're talking good. We we you know we we're, we're hearing the good here. Come on now, you you guys want to? We want to we let's we not want to do what we always do. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, hey, we we, <laughs> we tell just tell the whole picture. Uh, but but let's let's make sure we emphasize all the good. Let, let's not let's not leave ain't anything much, out. Ain't there. much more. Oh, on the bone. Come on. Stop it. Stop it. See, see <laughs> what I mean, Kevin? See what I mean? Uh, hold on. Where where is my uh? Everybody get a participation trophy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, tell you. Uh, I'm looking for the tackles here. Uh, okay, here's defensive stat numbers. Yes, I don't see those on ESPN. Uh, total leading the team in total tackles. Isaiah Major six total. Uh, two of them were solos. Eric Smith actually led the team. Eric Smith and Kimani King actually led the team in solo tackles. Each of them had three. Anthony Dunn 
led the team with two sacks, uh, 15 yards loss. Also, Jordan Moore recorded a sack, and Andre Powell Jr. recorded a sack. So in total, FAMU had four sacks in 20 yards. Uh, tackles for loss, Anthony Dunn also two tackles for loss, 15 yards. He had a QB hurry as well. Uh, Anthony Dunn Jr. will be up for consideration, I'm sure, defensive player of the week, I think, um, with that kind of performance. Uh, also, tackles for loss. There were a couple other guys. General Hunt recorded one. Jordan Moore, Kamani King, Dre Jones, Andre Powell Jr., all recording in total seven. Uh, Alan Smith Jr. had the one forced fumble and the fumble recovery. That was on the same play. On the same play. So uh, props to uh, to Smith on that play. In total, fam, you had three quarterback hurries. Uh, the other two were Alan Smith, who, and, and then Khalil Hunter had got in the ball game. Pass breakups. Eric Smith had recorded one. Kendall Bowler recorded one, and Stanley Mentor Sr. recorded a breakup as well. Uh, we had no interceptions in the ball game, so we didn't we didn't record any. We, uh, we should have. There was at least one, maybe two, that were almost, and we almost oh, gave up yeah. one. Eric Smith. Well, yeah, we 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 did. Uh, Eric Smith almost had an interception. Who else almost had an Kendall interception? Kendall Bowler early on. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of maybe. So I just wanted to highlight those guys while we were while we were mentioning the good. Okay. Let's uh Kelvin, so I know you're itching to start with the bad. So while I while I try to plug up this laptop, I'll let you start with the bad, Kelvin. Go ahead, the bad. Well, it wasn't a lot of bad, honestly. Remember, there's still an ugly segment. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what ugly is, man. I think we all have the same ugly. But the, the bad was I didn't see the progression that I wanted to see in terms of QB percentages. And again, not only did we not throw above sixty percent completion, but the ones that we missed were touchdowns, right? There was two just clear overthrows that uh, if, if we hit them, and they weren't difficult passes. If we hit them, they're touchdowns. Now, Marcus Riley did drop one. That, that was a good pass. Are we counting the ones as well where somebody – it looked like the receivers didn't run full speed. I'm, you know, are we counting, I, I, how are we counting I, those? I, I, I didn't see all that. Okay. I, I, I just – you know, good quarterbacks. You know, and this is game one, so so I, I'm not I'm not going to be as critical. For me, it's not pointing fingers. It's just an area that was that can be, that can be approved. We have to be honest, man. I mean, I, I mean, I'm a coach. I'm a former coach, so you know, I'm not. I'm never. I'm never satisfied. Right? Never satisfied. But but no, that that really for me was getting that percentage. I, I love the fact that we, we ran the ball, we committed to the run, we saw some different sets. But but I, we've got to be able to hit those big plays when they're there. And we and we ain't got to hit them every time, but we need to be, you know, a 50% clip. We only had 150 yards passing. We only had, like, I, I want to say, what, 80 at halftime? And he, and he was, what, 8 of 16, 50%? Yeah, there was, yeah. We got to be better. 
I don't think that's a radical statement. <laughs> you know, no, I, to for this team to reach its full potential, which could be a celebration bowl in an undefeated season. We got USF next week. We got to continue to get better. Agree. That's my point. All right. Um, Kelvin's bad. Uh, Marcus, uh, you're bad. My bad. Uh, similar to Kelvin, we need to hit those plays. But I want to say the four, at the four-minute mark in the first half, we had the ball, and I went back to the, the play. Let me pull it up real quick, the play-by-play. We had the ball. Uh, let me see. This is the right play. We were basically in um, DSU, I mean, oh, JSU territory. We had a first and 10 at the 35. That might have been right after one of um, one of the punts. We threw three, three straight passes with four and a half minutes left in the half, up 28 nothing. Yeah. Well, you're in the, sorry. The second Who quarter, passed, you're in the, I'm in the second quarter, right? Okay. Four and a half minutes left to go in the half. And we had three straight plays to Jamari Gassett. Two passes that were incomplete, sandwiched, that sandwiched a five, which looked like a jet sweep or a loss. So we were on the 35 with the four. If we had done what we did in the last four minutes of the game, if we had done it then, because I would have thought four and a half minutes, you could run, and you're at the 35, you could take your time, even if you just march down and get a field goal attempt. Run some clock, you know, bunt, wear them down a little bit more going into the half, you know, just pound the rock. And we didn't do it. We went three straight negative plays, Two of which were incompletions and one. So it's like I lost you, Marcus. You there? Yep. Okay. Yep. So we had some plays where we did not take advantage of our field field position and didn't seemingly make a wise choice in terms of trying to air it out when we had four and a half minutes left, had them on the ropes, and could have just put the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I okay, I got I see I see where you're at now. Uh yep, right after we uh forced Jackson State to punt, 440 remaining, we're up 28 nothing, and then we go shotgun, <laughs> shotgun incomplete from our own 35, or no, from the uh um yeah, the Jackson State 35. Jackson State 35, yeah. Uh, this is after the Sharif 50 yard punt. Yeah, I think this is the one where he got bumped out by the big dude. Yeah, so big punt return. Um, you know, I, I, I'd be willing to bet that was a case of trying to hit a home run after you make a big play. I, I think that's one of those things that you see a lot of coaches do. You got a big play, the momentum, everyone's excited. It's like right after you come up with a with interception, you know, first play, go deep bomb. You know, something to kind of get the crowd. I think we had a big special teams play, and then we tried to hit um, Gassett on a on a deep shot. Didn't work. And, and then we tried to come back, and, and, and we ran a, a run to Gassett, which resulted in a five-yard loss. And now you're looking at third and 15. And so you got another incomplete pass to Gassett. I – and who knows that maybe we were maybe Musa was trying to force some things to gas it, try because he at that point he hadn't really been involved, if I'm not mistaken. He hadn't yeah, been in the game. Why? 
Why? I mean, we're up yeah, twenty eight. That's, that's, that's not his job, and I, I, I don't, I don't know if that's the case. It just whatever it didn't work. I, I throw in one more good since we ain't. Oh, we, about we got more goods. More good. Uh, Will Hart the punter. Hmm. He, he did a great job. He he looked like the All American. He transferred in as, so he lived up to the building. So two thirds of our kicking was solid. Average. Our return, our return team, and our punting was very solid. Uh, Will but Hall, ugly sorry. is coming. Four uh, four months, 172 yards, an average of 43. Uh, two of them were inside the 20. His long was 54. So, yeah, Will Hoyt lived up to the height. All-American, definitely. Um, did a good job of flipping the field for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Oh, the other thing, other one other bad – and I don't know, it could slip into the ugly. And I was trying to go back and remember. But I think other than – I think we only had one drive each half. And I think there's one in the first half. And then the last drive of the game where we were running out the clock, when we started on the, our side of the field that we actually drove the ball. Other than that, it seemed like we just getting, couldn't get anything going because all of the majority of our points – I mean, as you, they came off a turn. Well, I would say it came off a turn. It came off a short field. So we had the fumble that was recovered by Alice Smith. We had the um, gosh, what was that? Oh, the the fumble the snap, the snap over the head when they were attempting right. the field goal. That basically yeah, took yeah, us out yeah, to yeah, the field. Yeah, open the kickoff touchdown. Yes. Yeah. And so I mean, I'm not not even including special teams, but just. It seemed like any drive that started on our side of the field, and it seemed like quite a few after that initial blitz of scoring, a lot of our drives, especially in the second half, were starting around the 15 or the 20. We didn't really sustain any drives except for that last one when we ran out the clock for the, to seal the game. And so that, that I, would, point, I would categorize that as bad because we don't have to do much yeah, better. And to, and to that point, uh, we didn't score in the second half. Yes, mm-hmm. we did have one touchdown call back, but uh, we didn't score in the second half. You know, we scored a 28 in the first half. So that, that's a bad. And it reversed back to last year, frankly. In, in the previous year, uh, we got off to a fast start. So that was different from previous years. Um, we got off to a fast start. But we had a bad third quarter. And um, it gave Jackson State a little life, man. You mm-hmm. know, we, you know, we, what, what was it, about 10 minutes left in the uh, fourth quarter? And they were driving. Our defense had to, had to, had to hold that line and create that turn and create the turnover to kind of stymie the uh, the mojo because they had old mo on their side at that point. So, so that was a bad. I'm gonna I'll I'll echo the third quarter. I'm just looking at again the uh, the the play sheet. Uh, we only had the ball five minutes and 24 seconds in the third quarter. Um, Jackson State, of course, started with the ball. Uh, they they went know, three and out. And they went mm-hmm. three and out. Yeah. And then our drive started at the 15. And as I'm reading back through the plays, right, uh, we go from a first and 10 to a second and 12 to a third and four. We actually, you know, what's interesting we we this is where we had the the touchdown that got called back. That drive 
is, you know, we picked up a first down. We picked up two first downs back to back. And then we get the, the big play to Sharif for 59 yards, but a holdings called on Jeremy Pruitt, uh, which if you go back and watch the video, you'll see the lot was it the line judge who threw the flag. And as he's running down the field, you can see Coach Simmons and probably Coach AC trailing him in protest of the flag that was thrown. Sprinting. Sprinting. Yes. But so. watching it on TV, he had his he had his shirt like this. I don't know if you oh, guys saw the replay. It was legit. Legit. Oh, yeah. It was legit. It was legit. I don't remember the other TD that was called back. I'm trying to remember that play, whether something that happened. But I think the one play I was thinking of in the first half where we were driving and we got behind the sticks was a Pruitt hold as well. I don't think it was, there was a touchdown, but uh, he had, I believe, at least two holding calls today that called, that brought back plays that were positive, one being a touchdown. I can't remember the second TD that was um, that was called back. Uh, so my bad was the third quarter. My my overall bad, I, you know, was, was simply that third quarter because I think we didn't put them away. We didn't put them away. We we didn't we didn't put them away like sadly like they put us away. I mean, the score last year a year ago was 24 to 3 at halftime. We and were they, up 20 at halftime, but it's what they did in that third quarter they to us. Right out and which, scored again. Another man, that, that's what sent people to the to the uh, parking lot. And I mean, look, there was barely Jackson. There was barely enough Jackson State fans to 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 fill one whole section, uh, let alone however many they had on that side of the field. But we that third quarter, we should have sent what was left. We should have sent them to the parking lot. Because that was an opportunity blown, and we probably would have had we not got that penalty. And then when we did get the ball back again after a real long drive, and this is where Jackson State made the change at quarterback, and I do think that caught us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Them making the change at quarterback, they different went, skill set, different skill set because he was, uh, he was a runner who could stand plays in the pass game too. Because that you know they they must have ran that uh quarterback draw like five out of the first 10 times he was in there and uh he got about three first downs off it yeah they went mm-hmm. from jason brown who actually you know talking to coach taylor in the post game he did make mention and you could see it on one of those passes uh up in the upper area arm shoulder yeah. something got tweaked and he just wasn't right after that because um, mm-hmm, I think um, anthony dunn came around it was a ball that popped up in the air and I was hoping we were gonna intercept it but you could see right after that he yeah, was like, caught it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he, he, I think he did, or he, yeah, he, he almost he, caught he it. Caught the jump ball, right? Mm-hmm. And so after that, you could see he was grimacing and holding, and I didn't realize he had a knee brace on too. But yeah, but he had the knee brace on. Uh, well, I mean, he had on before in South Carolina State. Yeah, I didn't. I just didn't remember seeing that. But I don't think it was because of the game. Today's All game. right. But yeah, so yeah, you could see uh, he was definitely affected after that. And then bringing in um, Zy McDonald. Zy McDonald McDonald is his name, yeah. Yeah, he changed. He had a change of pace, and he's more of a – they said he was more of a scrambler, even though he's got a, you know, decent arm. You know, it has to be a decent arm for a quarterback. So I think that, Look at these numbers for McDonald, though. This is what threw us. And obviously they had the one big play, the 66-yard touchdown. But he was 10 of 14 
for 149 yards. Uh, he got sacked twice. Uh, he rushed eight times for 37 yards. So he gave Jackson State a, 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 a totally different dynamic, which we really didn't study. We weren't, you know, so by circumstance, it's actually very good for us that we were up 28 points that had that kind of cushion to deal with a change in quarterback. Mm -hmm. And it kind of spoke a little bit to one of our Achilles heels last year, where it seemed like running quarterbacks, running quarterbacks were uh, our Achilles. Uh, yeah, last year the kid from uh, Langford from Alabama A and M. Mm -hmm. When you said and that, Bishon McCoy, uh, Bishon, I think it's Bishon. I don't remember McCray his name. From McCray from Southern. I mean, they were at points eating our lunch, and it seemed like we had them contained for a while, and then they just got out. So he was kind of the same thing. And actually, one of the plays where I don't think we sacked him, but we got him down on a short gain. Looked like he came up help favoring his right arm. So I thought we might be on a third string quarterback, but he stayed in there. But we I noticed two, we missed two sacks on McDonald. That's how quick he was. I mean, guys like General Hunt and a couple other guys, they had him in the grasp, and it was like whoop, kind of squirted out, like mm -hmm. like trying to hold the soap. It was just it was gone, you know. But even um, still, I thought you know. It throws a change because we're used to more of a pro-style quarterback when we study film on uh, Patrick Brown, but then you switch over to somebody else with a different skill set, and then it's like, okay, now, not that they aren't capable of getting to him, but now everything you've been preparing for kind of goes out the window because now you don't have that same, that, that same um, playbook for him because now you have to kind of must rush and it seemed like the pass pass rush was less effective. I don't know if fatigue. I know we switched in some reserve players. We're seeing like a combination of everything and he moved the ball a lot better. I got one more good now that I think about it that we didn't mention. <laughs> See? The the good was that the coaches paid attention to the South Carolina State game in terms of uh our offense run game. If you watch that South Carolina State game, the way J JSU defense uh, was on the weak side, you could outflank them. So if you notice, a lot of our, our runs were either cutbacks or going to the weak side of their defense, where we had better numbers, and we and we uh and we did a really good job of sticking with that, and and that was from scouting what we saw uh, last week. So. That, 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 that was also a good. Mm. Kelvin, find me goods. And, and I do like the way um, – this is another good. In terms of the formations, you guys mentioned it earlier. I mean, they were they had a lot of trips, and they had a lot of, I guess, bunch formations. But also they pulled it in tight. And they – you know, if they're going – we're going to run the ball, we're going to run the ball and dare you to stop us. So I like that mentality as well, not only from that four-minute um, drill that we had to end the game, but at various points, it's like, okay, this is what we're going to do, try and stop us. And there were some successes, but most of the time we were getting positive yards. So I'm just I'm glad about that. I'm glad that we see that versatility and that willingness not to just start dropping back and rearing back and throwing it all the time. 
final, maybe final bad here. Looking for my, my our guy, uh, Tony, dropped this bad mm-hmm. in the chat. Uh, he didn't see the use of the tight ends very much. Uh, saying we need to get them the ball. Only one catch by Kamari Young. Uh, by Young. And it was a first down. And it was a first down. What do you guys think about the the usage of the tight ends? And that would be, uh, you'll see the tight ends who played. You had Pruitt, Young. There was a pass that was intended for Pruitt that was either overthrown or missed. I recall that. Kobe Gross was in the game. All the tight ends, at least the main three guys, got in. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, any Anybody want to add? Any comment to this? Uh, you know, for, for the course, that we did a little more blocking this game with them. But, uh, yeah, they need to be a major part of uh, the passing game also because they are very good. Mm-hmm. And we have three of them that are really, really good. Um, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different players called a pass. From from uh, Jeremy Musa, uh, I know obviously twelve or twenty. It's not good. Would qualify as you know below ex- below expectation. Twelve or twenty two. Twelve or twenty two. Excuse me. Yeah, um, below expectation, and he admitted that as well. Uh, Coach Simmons and Jeremy both uh, recognized that. And it's not post game press. It's it not that you know. What you don't want to do it 22 times. Again, it goes back to the plays that you miss. You're only going to have three or four of those per game. And uh, you need to hit 50% of them. You got to at least hit half of them. And we just didn't do that this game. I I, I wish uh, – I want to go back in and take a look at those those missed uh, completions, though. I, 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 I wish I could do like what we do in basketball, which is – load up the plays in like huddle and then say show me all the <laughs> missed shots like show me all the incomplete passes and and then go there you know but anyway all right let's get to the ugly let's get to the ugly we, we can all sing that in in unison and, and <laughs> I think uh, rather three two one 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 four special teams Kick, uh, field goal kicking. Yeah, yeah. Was good. Two block field goals. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, we talked about that in our preseason kickoff. Yeah, Special yeah. teams. Because I think we had three last year. I have to look back. Three block kicks, three block field goals, and a couple and, block and punts. And it didn't look like, and, and with both of those field goals, it didn't look like we were close to getting them off. That was, was what was disappointing. Not only were they blocked, but it don't look like we had a chance of it not getting blocked. And one, cool. one of them on the replay, it looked like Terrell Jennings was on the wing on the right side, and he stepped out and allowed the inside man to get past him. The second one looked like it was just a speed rush from the outside, and maybe they overloaded the side. But that first one that got blocked when that he's got to get he's got to get the ball up faster though. There's there's like a what one point seven seconds between the snap mm-hmm. and the holder and getting it up in the air, and he's got to get it up faster. Um, and 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 see my issue is that it's been a issue all fall camp. Yes, it's been that way all fall camp. So, uh, maybe we need to look at uh. My, you know, we have Vaughn mentioned that uh, 
Michael Smith, the freshman, is accurate from a shorter distance. Um, we're gonna have to figure that out, man. When we get in the round 40 yard line and we don't in this fourth down, whether we want to take that risk. Because those block punts, I mean field goals could have turned into touchdowns very easily. Yes. And we won't get away with that against South Florida. Mm-hmm. No, no, because when you play uh yes, look, though your your margin for error is very thin. I mean, hell, Howard. Howard blew an opportunity to beat Eastern Michigan, and Eastern Michigan is not a – I mean, hell, they're probably about as on equal par with U.S. Uh, with South Florida, honestly. Um, but if Howard doesn't have special teams mistakes at the beginning of the game, they controlled that game in the second and third quarters and could have won that game in the fourth quarter, but you had buried yourself because of poor special teams play. Uh, look, Jackson State hurt themselves, what, return – and then also had the bad snap on their first field goal attempt. And then we had the two blocks. I would say, Marcus, if you're able to, you know, one of the things we'll go look at, I, I know we all will. Coach Simmons even said in the postgame presser that he is taking uh, full responsibility for fixing the, uh, um, the field goal unit. So, <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> Tony put – Tony put Doc Gamble on. Look, Doc just hey, got there early. Yeah, that's early. Doc just got there. So. Yeah, it has to be something fundamental because this is the, like the second or third year in a row. Oh, you think about it. All three OBCs we played against Jackson State, we've had a kick blocked. That's right. Whether it be a field goal or a punt. So it's going past, it's like three different special teams coordinators because in 2021, it was, um, gosh. His name is going on my head. He coaches the tight ends as well. But when you have that, but, but look, look, look. Yeah. let me, let me, let me, Coach let me, Spady, let me. last year it was uh, Chili Davis, and this year is Doc Gamble. So I don't know what it is fundamentally that they're seeing on film that they know that either by a certain form- formation, like if we overload to one side, that we leave ourselves vulnerable or what. But three straight years and three different special teams coordinators on our side, and we have the same result. Maybe Jackson State is that is something that they are good at. I mean, you know, you you run into teams that are good in certain specialty areas. Maybe that. Ryan, maybe we need to get better. <laughs> I mean, come on, man! It's football. I mean, we should be able to block and, and get field goals up. Most teams do that. That's that's the routine part of the game. All right, I, but you know, if your opponent well, is is really good at it something, it doesn't matter. It does matter if, if you fundamentally sound. It doesn't matter. Okay, we got to be fundamentally sound. All right. Well, I, I I will agree with you because the second one, I can clearly see that they overloaded one side, and uh, the, the the guy who came in and blocked it, he burst right through the gap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I kind of because you know USF is gonna be all over that anytime. Oh, we, they're gonna yes. anytime edge points field goal, you better believe they're they're gonna, they gonna study that over and over. Hey, here's and a they weakness. Gonna, they they gonna put pressure on us like no other. Yeah, here here's a weakness that we found in this school, yeah. and so here here's what we got to go attack. So yeah, definitely <clears throat> their special teams unit is gonna be on high alert, uh, just as much as our special teams unit, which is why Coach Simmons said in that presser. He's taken over the special the, the the field goal unit group for this upcoming week of practice. You know, and I 
you know, which remember we talked about and saying, I thought the one good thing about having a, a head coach like Doc Campbell is there are so many aspects to field goal units, but Hey, guess what? Maybe the one unit that he's new, maybe hasn't had enough time to focus in on as he'd like was that unit, which got hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm purely speculating, but I will agree with you. It's got to get fixed and it's got to get fixed. Uh, got to get fixed we, ASAP. We're trying to get championships, buddy. Yeah, just little things like that. Yeah, hurt. if you think about that, I mean, that's six points off the board from the two block field goals, assuming it's made. So we lament all the, the two touchdowns, you know, the touchdowns that were called back on penalty, the touchdowns that Musa missed by you know, throwing high or inaccurately. But then that's another six points that are, is off the board because of special teams. The other ugly. The field goal kicking was one ugly, the other mm-hmm. ugly was the fact that we left about 35 points on the field. field. Yeah. And to be a – we're a good team. To be a great team, can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we left too many points on the field, either from penalty or inaccurate throws. Were And to be honest, on those times, and like you both noted, when those overthrows, those dudes were open. I mean, they were open. Wow. They got – they got past the secondary and either just based on pure speed and athletic ability or their route running, but they were open enough to get a big gain and or a touchdown. So it wasn't like like a miracle throw that's like two inches off the ground and it's like, ooh, what a catch, you know, some Julio Jones type stuff. It was, They were wide open. And we only gave up one sack, so it wasn't like he was on the constant pressure either. The line did a solid job, so he just got to make sure he have his feet set and be ready to throw on time and put some air on the ball so that, you know, we got – all our receivers got pretty good speed. They can they can catch it, but – You put air on but you gotta, the ball you on gotta, a couple gotta, of those passes. You got to put a little more air on the ball with a little more touch. Guys got to run. Now, I do have one more ugly. Go ahead. <laughs> not, Go ahead. not necessarily for FAMU. I knew you guys were live in the stadium, but I was watching the broadcast. Uh Jay Walker be hating them. <laughs> That's what I heard. Man. That's what, I heard. What, was, what did he do? Uh, yeah, let, me, let me guess. He was he was complaining about the quarterback position and especially Musa being the preseason offensive player of the year. Is that is that it? Oh, he touched on it a little bit. Said, yeah, you got to be better than that. He said he's just rushing his passes. But no, just the team in general, because before they ran down, they had a graphic that showed the last four years of FAMU, the last two in the MEAC. And then these last two years, just basically chronicling the almost for FAMU. And he was like, he said, it's always something with FAMU. 2008, you only win one game. I mean, he was he was talking facts. But if you watch the history, whenever he's broadcasting our game, he seems to have something Same. negative or, or less, you know, less favorable. Other, other than the orange jacket that he wore on in 2021 in support of us getting the playoff bid. Other than that. You know, there's going to be at least some, at least something shady thrown in there throughout the broadcast. It may be shade from an old Miak rival, but it is. Uh, it, did he tell any lies? No, he did not lie because in 2018 we had to win one game and get in. 2019 we had a, a self-imposed ban. Austin at Howard. 
Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that was that day. And then, of course, lost to Bethune. Yeah. Yeah. And then 2021, you know, the yeah. one-point loss in the OBC. And last year, you know, got our doors, doors blown off. So he said there's always something. So he was like, even – and this is when we were, like, dominating the game. He's like, you know, so, and, of course, it is a long season. So I'm not being a homer. And I'm not – you know, I'm pleased, but I'm not, like, over the top because we got 10 more games in the regular season and hopefully – Two more postseason games. We we he's, are. He's always, got, he's always got to throw something in there. Though. He's always. We are what makes good storylines in television because yeah. there's a whole. Sammy moves the needle. Man, you move the needle. Ball. There's yeah. always something. There's no. I mean, we don't. We don't make it simple. Um, you know, we have a powerful brand, a powerful fan base, um, and that's the one good thing that Coach Simmons embraces. I mean, obviously, it's somebody. It would have. It's somebody who grew up in our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 was supposed to be a rapper. Uh, you know, he wanted to be a rapper, so he understands the unique nature of Florida A and M. I don't think I don't think everybody does, but uh, he does in particular as the head football coach, and uh, he he doesn't shy away from it, and that's right. what I love. Yes, he knows who he's up against in terms of. The shadows, he, he talks about that. Uh, the men before him who have won championships, and he knows he knows what it's going to take to get there. And that's why I love the approach at the start of this season to make this a business trip, to not be hanging out at Dave & Buster's or the beach. Uh, he even made mention in the post that there was one player, unfortunately, who made the mistake of going to the beach. That guy, he said, that guy will be dealing with some punishment when they get back to Tallahassee. But everybody hmm. else kind of checked themselves. So, uh, I, I, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we held Jackson State to 10 points. Remember that. 10 points, uh, 2.2 average yards. Then we held them to 2 of 14, two of 14 on third, third down. Game. Only gave up one sack. So Three turnovers. Th- three turnovers. So, even on a, you know, if, if I gave our, if I gave a grade for our total performance, I would say a B performance, mm-hmm. B plus. you know, yeah. you know and, and for a B performance to be game one, the game one, uh, to have a chance to scout Jackson state and, 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 and get off to the great start that we got off to, to me, I mean, it would have been a, had we not faltered so much in the third quarter, second half. But the first half was solid eight, and you know, just we we got to get better. We got to get better. Any any uh, you get you give it a B as well, Kelvin. B minus. B minus. Marcus grade. I was thinking B plus. Okay. But that special right. teams knocks it. I'm like, that's the not my biggest issue. Even the missed passes, you know, first game. But the special teams blunders in terms of the kicking. Well, I, I love the comment that I saw. By uh, who was it? Bison for life that I put up there about just special teams being one of those Achilles heels, and I hate. I hate but you can't love all special teams. I, I, I know. I, I don't want to categorize because the return game was fine and the punt game was really good. Both of those were really good. So we we we, we talking field goal kick. But it, okay. But but the, just the whole general narrative about the special teams is that thing that bites. HBCUs in the tail, you know, it's like, yeah. so I bet you South Florida won't kick the Marcus Riley. 
Uh, <laughs> no, they won't. Not. But but it should be interesting. Note note that uh, you guys may not have seen it or you did see it, but Leland Wilhoit was also in the back with Marcus Riley. So in the event that we do keep two people back, if they don't kick left and they kick right, they got to deal with Wilhoit on the right side. So I think we got a dangerous one-two back there returning kicks regardless. So uh, good luck, South Florida, if you try to avoid Marcus Riley. Okay, let's let's uh, very briefly, because I know we had a couple comments here. Uh, right here, Mr. Figures, what do you guys think of FAMU's chances of beating USF after what we saw today? They're capable. But the key, we got to play a clean game, and we got to hit all those. We got to hit at least 50, and I would say slightly above 50% of those touchdown passes that we missed. It got to be a clean game, but yeah, we're talented enough to uh to have a shot. Absolutely. Did they end up winning that game against Western Kentucky? I don't. I think I didn't lost, but I, I didn't. I didn't. To be honest, let me check real quick. I'm I'm looking. I'm not sure. Uh, I guess uh, for me, yeah, right, I think our, our likelihood of probability. I give it fifty fifty. You know, I think it's better than a year's past because of the depth. We definitely need a second team defensive line to do a little better today because I think we had a lot of second teamers in there when they had the when um, Jackson State brought in uh, Zai Zai McDonald so because I saw some numbers I saw Dre Jones I saw um, oh gosh what's the gentleman's name number 17 he's one of the transfer uh, defensive linemen that we brought in so when they had them to do a better job to make sure there's no drop off and the, the same dominance that we had with our first teamers happens with the second team and Coach Simmons and whoever's calling the plays. We saw last time we played USF, what was it, two years ago? And we ran the what, ball versus We ran him. the ball. I think um, Terrell Jennings specifically. Yeah, I think he had over 100 yards that game. Yeah. And we were up. I mean, we were getting blitzed. We got blitzed 24 to nothing before we started running the ball. But if we had stuck to that game plan, if, you know, I know they're on a different coach now and, you know, a different set of players perhaps due to the transfer portal. But if they have the same level of weakness, if we have the same type they, of play calling percentage, if yeah. we have the same type of play calling percentage we did today with 39 rushes, and we have to, and if we have similar to success to what we had two years ago, and also the other thing, even though you know our defensive line was putting a whooping on Jay State and gave the quarterback their starting quarterback issues, running the ball shortens the game. If you got a potent offense, keep them off the field by getting first downs, chewing up clock. And so based on what I saw last week with South Carolina State, I was thinking that we might run the ball to make sure that we get um, have ball control, minimize the number of plays and opportunities Jackson State has. And, and our defense will, and special teams will hold us down. I didn't know it was going to turn out like it did, but just minimize an opportunity for the other team to have as many possessions or put them make them one-dimensional by jumping out to a big score really helps. And so by running the ball, it helps – keep them away, keep them on the sidelines. If they have a potent offense and against USF, what it does is make sure our defense stays rested and helps to wear their defense down, especially if that's a weakness. Yeah. Uh, so USF, and, and Tony put this in the chat, yeah, they lost to Western Kentucky 41-24 to 24 on Saturday, uh, outscored 24-7 to 7 in the second half alone. Hmm. So uh, – the guy we'll have to look out for is their quarterback. 
uh, Byram Brown. Um, on the ground, he ran 25 times for He's 170 a yards. He's a runner. He's a runner, but he passed 34 times. He was only 15 to 34 for 166 go. yards. He's a runner. <laughs> but he did score two touchdowns on the ground. So, look, uh, they also had another guy, a running back, Naquan Wright. Mm-hmm. He ran 17 times for 111 yards. So, uh, clearly, USF is a run team of those two guys uh, alone. They ran for something like 384 yards Oof. on 61 rushes. I mean, again, 61 rushes. Uh, now, the tempo is also pretty impressive. They got off something like 90, 93 plays. I mean, just think about that for a second. We only got off 62. <clears throat> they ran 93 plays on Saturday against Western Kentucky. <laughs> so, and ran 384 yards rushing, 6.3 average. So, woo, we got we got our work cut out for us. I like our defense. Yeah. Well, uh, this is a good test uh, for the defense. We'll, we'll come into this game, unlike the previous games um, with them. And, and, and typically, I really believe we, we, we have the depth to play against – to play against the FBS opponent, and I believe, and I think this team is going to go in, including the coaching staff, believing and expecting that they have a shot to win this game. Oh, wait a minute, huh? The quarterback we offered him, Byron Brown. Oh, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, hey, I see why after what I saw him do it uh, the other day. Um, when's the last? Here's something for you guys to look up. When's the last time FAMU went into Week two, or let's just say a, a a game against an FBS opponent unbeaten. I have to go back and look in the history books. Maybe we'll have to head out for Wednesday's show, kind of look and do some research and find out when's the last time, fam, you went into a uh, a matchup against an FBS opponent uh, with a win under their belt or unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be that'll be good. Um, for us, we will be at the Tampa Alumni Chapter tailgate. So already talked to the Tampa Alumni Chapter. We will be with them for the tailgate that they're going to have uh, Saturday afternoon. The game is another six or seven p.m. kickoff. Seven so p.m. Seven p.m. So it's a seven p.m. kickoff uh, in Tampa. And so if you want to take a look at the uh, Tampa National Alumni Chapter, uh, come, come, uh, you know, buy a ticket, buy a plate, come be a part of that tailgate. We will be there. We're going to do a pre-show from over there. Uh, so thanks to uh, uh, Mr. Kinsey, uh, James Green for, for making that possible and hooking us up with some electricity and other stuff. And we look forward to hanging out with the Tampa Rattlers. Yes. And uh, Bull, Bull said he'll be there. So, you know, Bull, we'll, we'll see you over in Tampa. And uh, anybody else who's coming to Tampa, let's come to Tampa, you know. Uh, let's get this, this team over the hump. Yeah, let's get we, this we, team we, over the hump. We can get an FBS win this week. Next Saturday. 
the Rattlers can win that game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty historic moment coming up, too. Uh, I, I know, uh, shout out to Vaughn, who's brought it up a few times. You know, 1969, Florida A&M, uh, Jay Gaither's last game was actually a win in Tampa against the University of Tampa. Uh, the first time, I think, in the South that an HBCU played a PWI. Um, I think Grambling, one of them, somebody else played one like two years before, but uh, maybe it's just in the state of Florida. But but uh, it wasn't a regular season game, but I remember that that uh, might have been like a, a bowl game. But this was at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. This 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 again. This is the last game of the uh, Gaither era. So uh, FAMU has history in Tampa. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, many, many different things have gone on there. So we look forward to uh, to uh, having a good crowd. Um, uh, one thing we didn't kind of talk about uh, real quick. Uh, who won? Who won? The, who won the halftime? The hundred. The hundred. Yeah, and they, they were they were much better than um, those, those, those Tigers. It looked, it looked pretty good. It looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, so the hundred had a nice show. So uh, it seemed it seemed quicker, but I, I guess with uh, you know everybody trying two, to make two sure bands and two bands and the TV game, so you have to stay within those constraints. Yeah. So they they cut out the uh, concert selection. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. That's right. That's what that's what was missing the concert. So yeah, props to uh, both bands for getting in and out, doing a good show. And uh, while we were in the post-game presser, we could hear the fifth quarter going on. Sounded good. Uh, we will upload. I'll upload sometime tonight the post-game press conference, not only from uh, T.C. Taylor and Jackson State, but from uh, Coach Simmons, Jeremy Musa, and uh, Marcus Riley, who were at the post-game presser. So that will be uploaded on the YouTube channel uh, and uh, Facebook on the Black College Sports Network page. So that'll get done sometime tonight. All first, right. First place in the East Division, 1-0, undefeated. Been a long time. Well, first time. First tied time. for first. First time. Yeah, tied for first. We in first. I don't care about nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, who we tied with? Oh, Alabama State. They won. Mm -hmm. They won a game. Well, I don't know if that technically counts because well, they, they played they against the Swag West. We right. are yes, we are we are in sole possession of first place because we are the, the only division. team who played a game that counted. Yeah, that game didn't count. It didn't count in on the, the record. So yeah, we are one and first place in the SWAC East. Now we got to hold it. It's it's uh it's we control our own destiny, right? Mm -hmm. All right, there it is. Um, any final thoughts, Marcus? Kelvin, any any final thoughts here? A solid start, a good start. We thought this team was very talented. Now we know this team is very talented. We beat a Jackson State team that just beat a South Carolina State team convincingly last week. We beat them convincingly, and we did it with two block punts and missing a lot of opportunities. So this team talent-wide is who we thought we are. Can we continue to get better and progress? Can we become dominant in all phases? That's the that's the challenge for the rest of the season starting Saturday. Marcus, you want to add anything? 
Nope. Next game up. On to Tampa, right? On, on to USF. That's what we that's what we say. So we look forward to uh, Wednesday's show. You guys make sure to come check us out Wednesday night on the Black College Sports I Network. Thought, I thought the Jackson State Tiger said something. <laughs> I can't hear you. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central <laughs> at ONG Strike Zone, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can download the show uh, on the BCSN Pod Zone as well. Uh, any, any, you know, you guys, we appreciate it. Hit the thumbs up, the likes. Uh, any tips, donations, super chats? We appreciate it all. Uh, we hope you appreciate it and, and enjoyed the content on game day, pre-game, post-game, and we know you enjoyed the game. So have fun, Rattler Nation. It took us seven hundred and something days. You had to deal with a lot of noise. So have fun, have at it, and you know, I, I'm not even gonna tell you to be graceful. Just, just you know, do you, do you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, Grace is lacking on the Grace is lacking on Twitter. <laughs> this is what we do. Rallies, we win, 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 win. Yeah. All right. Say a prayer for us as we're traveling home. Uh, say a prayer to all of Rattler Nation who's traveling from Miami to wherever they're going tonight or tomorrow. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys on Wednesday night. Uh, for Marcus and Kelvin, uh, Brian had a great time today. Uh, Good stuff. Good stuff out there. Really enjoyed uh, today, man. It's hey, let me, let me just add real quick. Please. JSU is a really good team. Mm-hmm. And so I think they'll have a chance still. I think they handle Southern. I'm, I'm going to pick them to beat Southern. Oh, I, this I'm week. picking them to beat Southern. Yeah, definitely. After what I saw. So if, they, if they come out of this month, two and two, look out. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. They're they only going to get better. Remember that four-game schedule. I thought – remember I told you. I said, what were the odds that they would go – 0-4, and, and then who, who, we, we saw how bad South Carolina State was, and then they showed me something. So, yeah, they, they got a shot at going 2-2, two and two. Uh, definitely. I think uh, that's going to be a good one against uh, Southern next week. So we'll talk more about the the uh, the, the the other stuff on the upcoming week. Uh, got to figure out who our guests. Maybe we got to reach out. We might have to pull in somebody from maybe volleyball or football. I don't know. We, mm, we I, have a, I have a thought. I haven't yeah, made any. I'm listening. Oh, Are no, you going to tell us offline later? Yep. All right, good. Okay. Uh, if you guys got any thoughts on any guests that you'd like for us to uh, to have on the show, hit us up on, on Twitter or or send us an email, ongstrikezone at gmail.com. Let us know uh, what you like. Okay, now we're done. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Rattler Nation. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, take care of yourself. Things up. Peace out. <laughs>